Hello, you're welcome to If I Were the Minister for Education from Onshaw.net. Unsanitized. Is the sub-crisis really over? In scenes not quite but similar uh, to Comical Ali's performance in the Iraqi war in the early 90s, Minister Norma Foley did her best to deny that there was a crisis of substitute teachers uh, and teacher availability in primary schools over the last few weeks. However, given the pressure put on by the likes of the National Principals Forum and even the union jumped on board finally to admit that there were, there were problems, uh, the Minister for Education, Norma Foley, decided to change uh, some rules and release uh, some much needed teachers into the system. With schools desperate for substitute teachers, this obviously is welcome news, but it's important to look at the facts and figures to see what remains to be answered. Hello, hello, you are welcome to If I Were the Minister for Education from Onshaw.net. This is Simon Lewis speaking and uh, this is uh, part of a series of COVID-19 episodes uh, called Unsanitized, where I update you every time something significant happens in the education system relating to COVID-19. I'm recording this on the evening that the Department of Education uh, has released an information note releasing um, an, a number of substitute teachers into the system. Um, I'm going to go through uh, the, the note uh, and uh, describe what's on offer. But, you know, what sometimes sounds good uh, on the uh, uh, in the media or what sounds good on a circular often doesn't translate onto the reality on the ground. So I'm going to, there are a few unanswered questions to be asked. As we knew, uh, as, we, as some of you might know, if you're teachers, um, or if you're involved in the education system um, already, this is the second such emergency measure uh, released by the Department of Education. Uh, a, week, a week and a half ago or so, they uh, announced that they were adding 100 extra teachers to the substitute panel and they were going to be relaxing some of the rules on career breaks and job shares and stuff like that. Now, the impact of that on the ground was minuscule um, and uh, unfortunately didn't solve the problem at all. Re in reality, we needed not not just a hundred teachers and those a hundred teachers by the way in reality didn't exist because the <laughs> effectively as i said it was just shuffling people around uh, the 100 teachers that might have gone onto the sub panel if they got onto the sub panel because people aren't even applying for those jobs um is that um they were already teachers that were substituting around schools anyway so the net impact was zero um so uh, really what we um what I'm aiming to do is look through today's uh, announcement. Um, I've been on the radio. Uh, <laughs> I keep thinking that Father uh, Father Ted episode uh, was it um, Father Jack going with that. Uh, I won't. I, I don't swear in these episodes, so I'll I'll I'll, I'll paraphrase. Let's say is that Egypt, uh, never off the telly kind of thing, and uh, I kind of feel a bit like that. And um, yeah, I apologise uh, for the amount of times I've been actually on the radio and, and on the TV over the last little while. I, I'm, I'm kind of doing it um, because I, I, I desperately need, uh, we, we, I know we desperately need substitute teachers. And I'm really, really, I suppose I'm kind of annoyed by the fact that uh, the minister still seems to think it's okay 
to pretend everything's okay. It's not. And I, I know there's a, um, a relationship between herself, well, her department and uh, the representative bodies. And given that I'm not part of that relationship, I suppose I can talk a little more freely than they can. Um, and um, I suppose that's what I'm doing uh, in, in a way. So um, again, apologies for I suppose taking over the airwaves, it's not really my style. I'm not that confident about this kind of thing. And um, I, I actually don't enjoy it very much, if I'm uh, very honest, says the man who's uh, who's recording a podcast for the last two years, uh, trumping his own voice. But anyway, uh, you'll have to believe me, uh, <laughs> despite what it sounds like. Um, look, I, I just feel um, the Minister for Education. I mean, I don't know if anyone really has any faith whatsoever left in or any confidence and it's a terrible shame because, you know, up until a few weeks ago, uh, the Minister for Education was on the hard shoulder denying that there was a substitute crisis in this country and listed uh, the, the, the various measures that had no impact and then even made up uh, the fact that there was some principal hotline that nobody was ringing and basically blaming everybody else for the problems. Since then, um, Within about a week of that interview, uh, uh, as I said in the introduction, uh, they relaxed some rules. Uh, they allowed people on career breaks, uh, people who were retired, people and uh, on job shares to be able to substitute on uh, without uh, affecting their tax and things like that. Uh, but there is a reason why people are on career breaks and on job shares and so on. And they, they tend to do that because uh, they aren't able to work in schools um, and have other arrangements in place and may not even be in the country. Um, the uh, So effectively, uh, yes, the, as I said, the 100 teachers that were added to the substitute panel had no impact whatsoever. And I explained that in the introduction too. Um, just so you know, as well, for this uh, particular podcast, I am uh, recording them without a script. Uh, so sorry if they're a little bit haphazard. There's a bit of more humming and hawing as there is as there, as there normally might be. But um, as I said, I'm recording these in the evening and um, I just don't have time uh, to write a full script for them. So just getting all that out of the way. I'm already six and a half minutes into this podcast and I haven't even got to the measures. Look, it's just to summarise what's uh, been what's been happening. Uh, this information note came out just about an hour ago, um, maybe about an hour and a half, two hours ago. Um, and ultimately, uh, the information note uh, has relaxed some of the rules um, in terms of um, substitutes uh, being released. Now, there's been a lot of talk over the last few days about student teachers, final year student teachers, and I've been on the uh, radio calling for final year uh, uh, student teachers to be allowed uh, to be released by their colleges uh, to basically for the next uh, six months. Um, they're pretty much um, that I mean, they're pretty much graduated <laughs> really nearly. I mean, I think you'll get the best experience anyway in front of a class. And uh, actually, uh, the announcement yesterday was a little bit better than what I was calling for. Uh, as far as we know, uh, it seems that third and fourth year students are being released by colleges um, and also uh, uh, PME students, so that's postgraduate um students uh, are also being released and that's um, a significant number of people I think that could be I mean that that's a couple of thousand um, uh, potential uh, teachers uh, in the system and even that alone might might have been enough 
to cover the shortfall, I was estimating between 800 and 1,000 teachers were needed for the substitute panel at the moment, on top of the current substitute panel of uh, 480 or 680 as it is now. Um, so I, I guess, you know, in a way, I should be finishing the episode saying, well done, finally, Department of Education, you've solved the problem. However, there are questions outstanding. Rumour has it that the colleges are not releasing all of these students at the same time to work in schools. Um, and um, according to John Boyle in the INTO, he said that they're releasing up to 500 at a time, um, which, 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 is, which is okay. But he didn't uh, say how many days they would be available for. Now, the only information we have basically is from um, a webinar um, that happened during the week uh, last week and from an article in the journal um, online news, um, I suppose, newspaper, I don't know, website. Um, and both of these um, suggest that things may not be as good as it seems. The webinar um, which uh, which happened uh, and was um, where Anne Looney, who's the Dean of Education in DCU, suggested uh, that they were going to gift schools with a thousand hours uh, or a thousand days of uh, teachers, teaching students. So they were going to release 500 students for two days each. And um, this uh, really, I suppose, would be awful news for schools because um, every day uh, we would need a th uh, um, about a thousand teachers, between 800 and a thousand teachers. So ultimately only releasing 500 students for two days wouldn't plug the gap uh, for much longer than a day or two uh, within the system. And uh, that would be very worrying indeed um, if that is true. Now, this is compounded now by this journal article, which suggests that, uh, which suggests kind of the same, uh, that uh, student teachers would only be released uh, for a couple of days and would be unpaid. Now, this um, may have come from that uh, particular um, school of thought. Uh, the information note that came out from the Department of Education made no reference to any limit on the amount of time that student teachers would be available and it made no reference to whether they would be paid or not. Now, I obviously it goes without saying that schools should not cooperate at all with this if these student teachers aren't to be paid. If you work and you teach a class, which is what these people will be doing, they should absolutely be paid. Uh, the second thing I, I would say about this is that um, I, I, I've just mentioned really is that uh, two days is not going to be enough. We need all of these student teachers to be available um, all the time. Now, even if the truth is that it is 500 teachers per week available to us, I think we'll take that um, as long as there's more measures in place because the 500 um, students won't be enough to plug the gap. Um, I would be expecting my email inbox to be full tomorrow uh, morning when I when I wake up. Um, so I don't know if it will be, but just for students, it seems fairly straightforward. But I've a lingering kind of a little suspicion that uh, the rumours of uh, these students only being released for a couple of days each may be true. And that really isn't any good. Another thing that it's no good for really is for our pupils, our children who, you know, what's the point of having, you know, a student for two days, one day, one week, and then another student and another student. They have no consistency. Wouldn't it be lovely if students were basically redeployed to their towns 
or their villages and uh, they are called upon when needed much like the uh, uh, the, the sub panel that's uh, around I suggested that these students would be available on a service like Subseeker which is run by the IPPN and the INTO or no, the IPPN sorry and um, I think um, it's well worth uh, that being re- uh, put in place so we really need to um, I think that is the best place for our student teachers to be made available and they can be plucked away for whatever amount of time is needed because there are teachers now who are contracting COVID-19 as you uh, as as we know um, there's uh, uh, so, I mean, that's the that's two weeks of work for a substitute and two weeks of consistency, uh, at least for um, a uh, for a class of children who need consistency more than ever. You must just think about the world of the eyes of a four or a five or even a six, seven, eight or nine year old child. When you have you don't know who's going to be standing in front of you. You, you, you don't know what they're going to be like, whether they're going to be nice to you or not and so on. So these are worrying times and we need some level of consistency. So that's just a few questions on student teachers and where we're at uh, as of this evening uh, when this was released. Um, the second thing which I, I, I'm kind of delighted about, uh, I, I, do you know the way people jump uh, <laughs> people jump to claim credit for things that happen um, and, and I suppose I, I'm not going to do that uh, but uh, no, and there I'm saying but I'm going to I'm not really going to claim credit but I'm delighted that um, what I've been saying for the last uh, couple of weeks about releasing uh, teachers who were on secondment to places like the PDST and the teaching hands or wherever it might be or Drihid people would be released back into schools now uh, again, I know there were there are about four hundred and fifty between four hundred and fifty and five hundred of those. So that that on top of the five hundred student teachers actually would probably do us uh, some good. I know there was talk of inspectors also being released by people, and it's a very popular populist kind of you know thing. Get the inspectors back to the classrooms. We'll show them what it's really like and so on. And I get that, um, but uh, that didn't happen. Uh, however, I mean it, there are only about fifty and between fifty and sixty. Um, inspectors in the country and I believe a lot of them aren't even um, members of the teaching council anymore I think they uh, some of them uh, renege their membership when they become inspectors which is very odd uh, in my opinion uh, and may not be true uh, but that's what I've heard through the grapevine let's go back to these uh, teachers on secondment it appears um, and this is the question I have really it appears they have just been released but they haven't been put anywhere in particular which means you know that these people may have, you know, may, it may be up to themselves to make themselves available to schools, which isn't really ideal. And um, because the likelihood is, you know, most of them are just going to go back to the schools they were employed by before they were seconded. Um, and that's it. And if they're needed, they'll be they'll be needed. If they're not, they, they may not have a day's work. I don't think it's satisfactory. I think uh, these uh, 500 or so, just under 500 teachers need to be put on the substitute panel and uh, and and therefore available to lots and lots of schools. It's not good enough that it's up to themselves to put them, make themselves available because of course the temptation is that they may, that, well, I mean, it's not, it's, I'm not saying it's a temptation at all that they wouldn't make themselves available. But the fact is, how do they make themselves available? And why put the onus on them to go to the effort of, uh, number one, having, I suppose, the inconvenience of not being a, not being in the positions they were in. I mean, it's not. I, I've, I've said this wasn't a great idea, uh, particularly, but it was a necessary idea. It's not nice, but it was necessary. But, I mean, these are people who 
up until a couple of days ago were doing PDST work or drihid work or whatever it might be, they may very well have good reasons to have gone on secondment. I, I, I say I, I, in a recent podcast, I was sort of teasing it as sort of like having a career break, but being paid for it. Um, and um, these people are now going to have to be substitute teachers. And it's 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 a change and it's it's probably a change that they well they haven't chosen to have. Uh, I don't didn't hear uh, anyone from uh, those organisations jumping out to say we'd like to be made available uh, to to schools. But now they are. And I feel they should be added to the supply panel, depending on where they are. They should be um, contacted by uh, their uh, superiors in the PDST and assigned uh, a substitute panel in line with um, the people running the substitute panels. So, I mean, I think that's something, a question that needs to be asked. Where are these uh, people? How are these people going to be uh, put into schools uh, to to help us out uh, for the next while. CPD being cancelled till February probably it was is a populist kind of thing. I don't know how much difference it makes now that the teachers are seconded and aren't going to be available. Um, it just sounds like that's just, you know, uh, a meaningless um, kind of statement. They've also kind of... Um, also released uh, retired teachers completely. There was a talk that they were getting letters saying that if they worked anymore, they would lose some pension rights and things like that. That's been released. I, I don't know too many retired teachers who'd want to walk into a classroom at the moment the way COVID-19 is going, particularly if they uh, don't have their booster jab. Um, it's quite risky um, around the country, um, especially in classrooms where it can't be denied anymore that <laughs> even though it is, I, it's kind of amazing. I, I still, I think to Tony Holland uh last night i i maybe i maybe i got this wrong still said that schools are still very safe places compared to their communities i mean we have to we we really have to stop this nonsense um they are as safe as the communities they're in um if there's high cases in the community there's high cases in the schools and the fact that there's no contact tracing in schools anymore ah look i, I go on about this too much and i'm sure why why am i bothered uh saying it all over and over again but we we, we know this and um and, and it seems rather rather annoying um the other announcement there was that they were adding 200 teachers to the supply panels which was well which is which again, I mean, like uh, I said uh, earlier on, uh, with the 100 teachers they added to the panel, the 200 teachers that will be added to this panel are basically going to be coming from the same pile of teachers that we're already um, uh, we're already using. So it's going to have a net effect of zero. They could have announced 2,000 teachers on the supply panel, and it wouldn't have made any difference. However, if uh, these uh, teachers, and I suppose if I can put some sort of a positive spin on this, um, if they keep these supply panels after COVID is over, then this will be very welcome because, you know, having 680 um, extra teachers available for substitute basis on a regular basis, uh, when when we, I suppose, after the war, will be probably a necessary thing and, and absolutely, not probably, it will be a necessary thing and uh, we should absolutely... Um, make sure that those 680 teachers are not taken away once COVID is over. This shouldn't be an emergency measure. Um, it should have just been in place in the first place and these teachers should have been available. We wouldn't be in the absolute chronic mess that we are in at the moment. Um, I, I, I think one agency that's been, I suppose, very, very quiet and I would say is part, not much as part of the problem, I would say is responsible uh, for much of the problem, and that's the teaching council. Now, the teaching council for uh, was set up 
to regularize our teaching profession, to encourage people to go into teaching, not just to register them as they come. And um, But they do have a remit to register teachers. And one of the massive complaints about the Teaching Council is particularly for teachers who aren't qualified in Ireland and the huge amount of time and expense it costs for them to become registered. It, it can be hundreds and hundreds of euros. Um, and, and, and there's so many uh, roadblocks put in place that it just seems ridiculous. And the Teaching Council is not an agency that needs money, particularly. They're, 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 they, have, um, they have plenty of money, so I don't know why they're charging these uh, poor uh, teachers for hefty fees to get their um, to get their rec- their their teaching qualifications recognised, but you know there 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 could be um my 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 understanding is there's hundreds of teachers migrant uh, teachers qualified teachers um who cannot get in the system because of these delays and it, it takes it takes months um for uh, them. And sometimes years for them to be recognised. Now, I understand uh, we have, uh, you know, situations in Ireland uh, that are different from most other countries. We we have the, obviously the Irish language is something that very, very few uh, people outside of Ireland speak. Uh, so but again, there's ways around this. Um, we have plenty of jobs where the Irish language isn't particularly necessary throughout the day with our um, special education teachers and so on. So there's no reason well, that should be a barrier. But I guess, um, and this is probably nothing to do with the teaching council themselves, but um, it is a barrier as well. Obviously, the um, uh, the ridiculous um, system that we have of patronage means that 97% of schools are under a Christian patronage, which means that teachers, migrant teachers who might not be um, Christian are, uh, again, being blocked from, it, from, from another way. And then there's lots and lots of red tape around whether they've studied philosophy of education or whether they've some other kind of thing about knowledge about Irish history, Irish geography. I don't know. I mean, actually, I don't know. There's so many barriers in the way. Um, but the Teaching Council are responsible for the delay in these teachers being released into the system. And they're not making it any quicker. Um, and it seems ridiculous, really, how slow it is. I would say uh, the Teaching Council are, the uh, to borrow um, a Simpsons um, quote, uh, uh, actually, to, to, to uh, and the quote is about alcohol in the Simpsons, uh, which was... Um, the alcohol is the cause of and solution to all of life's problems. Well, I would say the teaching council uh, is the cause of and they could be the solution to a lot of our problems at the moment in teaching. They uh, have not improved things uh, for the professionalism of teachers. We have hundreds of thousands, uh, hundreds of teachers um, not teaching in Ireland uh, with fully uh, full Irish qualifications and they have done nothing to promote the profession um, in a meaningful way. Having a, a little festival every year doesn't do, it doesn't cut it. They really need to get a grip and I would say it's a, we need to be asking questions like, like I'm just asking now. Why are we in the situation we're in? And I'm not saying the Teaching Council are absolutely 100% responsible for this, but they're certainly part of the problem. They have a remit to ensure that we um, that we have fully registered teachers. 
we have known since 2016, or we've known since 2013, that we've had a shortage of teachers in this country. By 2016, it's a crisis. And by 2021, it is so unmanageable that we are now putting in all these measures. We are now having unqualified people supervising classes. And as much as we need them at the moment, it should never have got to this point. And we can blame COVID all we like. This problem was considerable before COVID-19. I recall an article written by Anna May Rooney in the Education Yearbook in 2015, basically saying that we already have a crisis um, at that time. And, you know, we're six years later. Uh, it, 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 we can't blame COVID for this anymore. We cannot blame COVID. And we have to look at our teaching council um, for failing to uh, attract um, teachers into the profession by promoting it, uh, promoting the profession as uh, most teaching councils uh, across the world do. But the other question we have to ask is also to our politicians, to our Minister for Education, who's allowed and uh, this to happen. Why do we need so many substitute teachers is, is, is a fair question that many people have asked. Why are so many teachers sick? Why are so many teachers isolating? Why are so many? Um, why, why is this happening? Um, why aren't we um, supposedly safe in our schools as teachers? Why, why have we become ill and, uh, and, and have to isolate? And the fact of the matter is that public health and the Minister for Education have consistently denied that there is any issue in schools. In fact, they have promoted schools as being safer than their communities and they have denied that any cases uh, that have happened in schools are school cases on a number of occasions so much so that this year they removed um, any contact tracing in schools as if to say there is no need for it and my goodness we know now there is a huge need for contact tracing in schools it still isn't back and there's no sign of it coming back antigen testing as at this time of recording, uh, is is coming next week. Uh, well over six months since it was first mooted to be uh, to be used uh, for for children, and it looks like the plans are minimal, um, minimal at best. So again, not very useful and uh, and, and and quite frustrating um, for families who um, who are nervous um, and don't know what to do. Um, we've. Um, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I, as I said, there's just so much that has gone wrong. Um, I don't think anyone can have any confidence that the Department of Education have done what they should have done. We've no ventilation measures in the classroom. The CO2 monitors um, were an absolute joke, uh, sending a couple to each school as if that was going to do anything um, significant. Um, you know, the constant denial that there was a problem with substitutes, the constant denial that uh, there's no um, that, you know, basically saying schools are safe. And it was the, it was actually the people going, uh, going you know, um, dropping their children off in the morning and picking them up was the problem. All this sort of stuff. It's not it's not been good enough. And we're in this crisis because the crisis was was made by the Department of Education, the partners, the stakeholders all of these people who have not done enough for our families, have not done enough for our teachers, have not done enough for our SNAs, have not done enough for anyone. And this is why we find ourselves in a crisis. I just, um, well, it's, it's good that we now hopefully will have enough substitutes to get us over this crisis. We need to now consider what do we do after the emergency is over. We'll still be in a substitute crisis even after COVID-19. 
and we can't be papering over the cracks all the time by splitting classes. That is not how children get educated. If we want children to be educated, we need to ensure there is a qualified teacher in front of them at all times. Um, Look, I don't know if there's much more to say. They're the questions I have around the release of substitutes. We need as many as possible. Um, I believe, uh, in summary, that the teachers on secondment need to be put on sub-panels, not just left to their own devices. And we need, but we do need the students to be put on um, the sub-seeker uh, uh, thing so they can choose the days that they're available. And hopefully we can give them lots of work, not just two days here and there, and they must be paid for it. So we need to ensure that those uh, students are available for as long as they are needed. Look, they're all the questions. I, I'll leave it at that. Um, I don't think there's very much more to say. So hopefully that helped um, you understand what's been going on with substitutes over the last little while and what measures, what, what, the, what the significance of those measures are. So that's it uh, for this week. Uh, I won't be recording um, our normal episode this week, I don't think. I don't think I'm going to have time. We're just absolutely as you can imagine with substitutes and everything else uh, I am also in my day job snowed under with work but uh, hopefully this will uh, be something you can use to go on your run it'll give you a bit of a summary of how the substitute crisis is going and uh, we can probably probably take from there really listen uh, hopefully we'll be back to more normal times soon hopefully we'll have substitutes in our system hopefully those uh, things that haven't been clarified will be clarified and uh, if you have enjoyed listening to this podcast uh, please uh, feel free to subscribe to it um, on whatever podcasting platform you use and if you like it please leave a review I'd really appreciate it um, thanks so much for listening all the best bye bye bye